The Take Action podcast series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Hello and welcome. This is Jason Smith. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm very excited to uh, welcome Dan Sullivan of The Strategic Coach. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, Dan. My pleasure, Jason, and it's, um, it's, uh, I always enjoy it when we get together because of your keen interest in the concept of unique process. Absolutely. Dan is a, Dan is a, a coach and a, and a really a mentor and, and, and has guided me, you know, through the years. I've been in his program for a number of years, and uh, I'm just so honored uh, anytime I get an opportunity to spend time with him. So uh, thanks again, Dan. The, the focus of the topic today is going to be uh, really around the power of a unique process and unique methods in your business. Uh, to take you to a 10x level. Um, so that's going to be the, the focus of the topic. You know, it, it reminds me as I was driving over to the office, getting ready to, to get on the you know, podcast here with you, Dan, it re- reminded me of, uh, of uh, when I first joined Strategic Coach and how, actually how I came to hear about Strategic Coach. So it was, uh, it was over 10 years ago now, I believe 11 or 12, and um, I was uh, I was diagnosed with uh, you know a serious heart condition, and unexpectedly I didn't see it coming. And uh, you know at that time in my career I was really a transactional type of salesperson. I was in the you know I'm in, I and still am in the financial services business, but I was really being paid uh, commissions off transactions that I was doing. I was making a lot of money. I was doing well. I was making over a half million dollars a year and I'm in my late twenties. So, you know, that was a win, but all of a sudden when you're diagnosed with a heart condition that, um, you know, potentially, uh, you know, you could die on an operating table. It's a big eye opener. And so all of a sudden, you know, I looked at my own situation and realized, you know, with, uh, with, uh, my wife and my daughter, I really didn't have a, you know, a, a, a legacy or things set up to take care of my family when I was gone. And unfortunately, I was a shoemaker's kid and I didn't have any life insurance. It was, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I thought I was invincible in my early 20s or early late 20s. So at that time, you know, I realized I had to figure out um, how to build a business that would basically be my life insurance. I had to figure out how could I build my own individual practice into a basically a self-managing company that could live on uh, for my family, you know, when I'm gone and provide for them uh, is, you know, once if, you know, something happened and I was gone. So first thing I did is I heard about, you know, I was a member of Million Dollar Roundtable and Top of the Table, but I'd never attended a meeting. And I figured, you know what, I'm going to go to this next, this upcoming annual meeting and I'm going to figure out what these other people are doing to become successful and and build their business. And so I did, I attended the top of the table meeting and I, and I went around and I asked everybody the same question over and over again. And you kind of know who the rock stars are, the really successful people. And those are the ones I kind of was drawn to. And I, and over and over, I was asking, 
you know, what are you doing? You know, what's brought you to the level of success that you have today? You know, if you had to attribute one thing, what would that be? And I actually heard two things over and over again. And one of them was strategic coach. And it was actually the, the thing I heard most often. And then the second thing that I heard was, uh, was really um, uh, char- was charging planning fees and more, running more of a process-driven business. And I don't really know anything about strategic coach, but you guys had a booth there. And uh, uh, one of the guys I asked, uh, uh, it was on the second day. I forgot I asked him the first day. And he said, you know what, Jason, do this. Go right over to that uh, strategic coach booth. Give them your credit card. Don't ask how much it costs and just sign up. And I'm a quick start on the Colby, anybody who knows who that, what that is. So I did it. I walked over, gave my credit card, and I signed up on the spot. It's the best move I've ever made because when I joined Coach, I then realized that one of the things they help you do is, uh, uh, amongst many things, but is, is to develop your own unique process. And so that's what I started working on doing is building a unique process so I could in, 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 uh, eventually charge planning fees is what it led to, but it led to so much more. Um, but that's uh, is the best thing I've ever done. I'm still in the program, and uh, I, you know, it's uh, it's just a great it's a great reflection back to how it all started. Thank you, Jason. Uh, well, I, I'll tell you, it's always a delight uh, to me um, when uh, you know really top-notch people from financial services, and you know, over the years we've hit upon all the different areas of financial services in terms of where our clients come from. And if I have 20 different uh, financial advisors and I'm a coach to them, um, each of them will have a unique way of going about uh, connecting, engaging, getting the, um, you know, the um, customer or client to actually think through their situation in such a way um, that they they kind of understand where they how they've gotten to where they are where they are right now and where they're going and you know Jason you're one of my stars you know in the uh, certainly since we started the workshop program for uh, strategic coach probably more so than anyone else um, that I've ever come across where um, uh, I had a process to allow you to get clear about where you wanted to go. But what you understood was that you had to have a process um, to actually take out into the marketplace, first of all, with your clients and customers. But then you began to see that the thing you loved most was helping other financial advisors actually get clarity about their uh, how they operated in the financial services marketplace. So, you know, um, you're the all time champ of all the people who have come through strategic coach who are financial advisors because you've gone the whole way of actually uh you know uh, having a great uh transactional business and then switching to a great a unique process business within your own within your own company but then going out to the world and actually taking uh really solid uh, transformational wisdom, because that's what a unique process is. You're not selling a transaction, you're selling a transformation. So uh, uh, this is such a delight, uh, you know, because you're, you've, you've completed the loop better than almost anyone else I've ever seen. 
Oh, Dan, thank you so much. That's a humbling compliment. But I tell you what, you know, fear. Fear is a funny thing. And so, you know, first of all, it was the fear of, you know, death for me and leaving my family, you know, and not so good of a place. Uh, but then, you know, I remember a conversation we had about seven years ago, and actually it's still up on YouTube. It was uh, you and I and Ed Slot, where you, you interviewed myself and Ed Slot. And, um, you know, during that conversation, we had talked about this, but, you know, uh, in, and you've been forecasting this for a long time. I don't know if you remember when the first time was, but it's pretty incredible of where this industry is going and why it's so important to separately charge uh, for your advice, your wisdom, your experience, your intellectual capital and the process you take people through versus just being paid off the product or the solutions that you're going to recommend to the client. And that was another thing, honestly, it scared me. And, and, it, and, it, and it was something that I knew I had to forge forward and I had to continue to develop and work on the process, which is now called the bucket plan, um, on how to charge for my intellectual capital and my wisdom and the experience I was going to take the client through. Yeah. You know, uh, I've often been asked uh, where I got onto this, and um, I had the advantage right from the beginning uh, in 1975, 1976, as a one-on-one -on -one coach to have among my first uh, really great clients were top of the table agents. And uh, top of the table was only created in the mid seventies. Um, and uh, so uh, what happened was, you know, you had million dollar round table, um, you know, literally from throughout the 20th century. I think it started in the early part of the 20th century and the, individuals who were you know in million dollar roundtable had distinguished themselves uh you know by initially selling a million dollars of face value i mean when they first started you know back in the say 1920s 1930s the big deal was that uh, you actually uh you know you actually sold a million dollars and then gradually it, it the uh, you know the requirements got tougher that you were selling a million dollars of premium, you know, like uh, the premium dollars that were coming in. And, you know, and then the commission, you know, was more or less standard in the industry because most people, you know, I mean, the whole notion of being an independent financial advisor simply didn't exist, um, you know, until um, the, you know, mid seventies, you know, there was this individual and that individual who started getting an independent contract because you had the, the huge, um, you know, the, you had the huge insurance companies and they had, uh, you know, they had their own field forces and you sold the products of that company. But I, I've been really interested in, a, you know, quite apart from the insurance industry, I got very interested in the early parts of the 1970s about this new thing called the microchip, uh, you know, that microchip technology and um, I read an article in 1973 and said this is going to take every existing industry and turn it on its head um, because you're not going to be able to maintain the protective walls around companies and industries. In the financial services industry, because of U.S. legislation, was tightly um, 
there were tight barriers. For example, you know, you had uh, people who sold stocks. Well, they had their own silo, and you had people who were in the banking industry, and they had their silo, and you had people in the trust industries, and they had their silo, life insurance, general insurance, but there was no crossing the borders. Uh, but I could see, you know, in the 1970s, and I think in the insurance industry, it was the creation of universal life, which was actually the breach that went across because life insurance agents were now selling an insurance product along with an investment product. And that was a huge jump, you know, and I didn't really know that much about the industry, but I could tell, um, you know, that one year everybody's been doing this and then the next year something new is happening. And then in 1980, when the personal computer came along, uh, I think, you know, an agents now, uh, you know, it's very rudimentary at first, but you, the, the agent had a possibility of being more knowledgeable than just the information or uh, that's coming from a particular insurance company. And I remember when CompuLife came in and there was the ability for a life insurance agent to actually compare uh, product pricing right across the board. Well, you know, the, the, the horse was out of the barn, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, right. you, you couldn't keep him in. And then, you know, uh, it's been a constant breakup of the, what I would say, sort of monopoly control that uh, big insurance aid, insurance companies had over their agents, over the information about their products and uh, everything. But the real key for me that got me into the unique process thing was that I was starting to get British agents. And, you know, the my rule is that anything bad that can happen to a life insurance agent will happen in Britain before it happens anywhere else. And, and uh, what they did in 1991 is that they passed legislation that there had to be full disclosure on uh, agent commissions. And uh, all of a sudden I was dealing with British agents, you know, that they would sell a policy and then a letter would be sent from the insurance company to the policyholder saying, this is how much money that your agent made on, uh, on the sale. And there were a lot of agents who um, uh, couldn't really tell the policyholder why they should get that much money for selling uh, a life insurance policy. And the reason is, is the way the agents had been trained and uh, the specific thing here was that the only thing that is valuable to you is the products you sell in the company you represent. You have no value. You're simply a transactional agent in the marketplace and you don't have any value at all. And uh, going back to the really great, uh, uh, going back to the really great agents that I had because they were top of the table agents, what I began to notice is the reason why they had great clients wasn't because of the products they sold. It was because of a relationship that they formed with their top, um, with their top clients. And in that relationship, the, um, you know, the client or customer was able to do a kind of thinking that they couldn't do in any other way. And I started playing around with the British agents because um, they wanted to, 
uh, not have that letter from the company about their commissions be an issue. So they started creating processes where, in fact, uh, in addition to being paid for the commission, they would charge a fee for the client to actually think through their situation. And they would charge them just like an accountant or like a lawyer or anybody else in the marketplace. You know, uh, if you have an architect, he's going to charge you for the plan and the thinking. If you have any other person in the marketplace, uh, they, you're going to get char charged for the kind of thinking that would go on. And I said, well, this is going to this is going to give another avenue for really top-notch financial agents to protect themselves from uh, being commoditized strictly on the basis of the product and the commission. And that that's where I really started thinking it through, um, you know, and not just for financial advisors, but for everybody in business. The reason why your best customers and clients choose you is because of the thinking they can do when they're in your presence and in the relationship with you. And that's the entire basis of unique process. Yeah, and the insulation, right, from the industry regulation. I mean, for me, it's been transformational in uh, charging planning fees and through, you know, through the unique process, the bucket plan. But the, the key is, is when all of this DOL uh, stuff came to the head with the fiduciary rule, I mean, I was not stressed out like, I, like most other people would be. Uh, I actually gained so much confidence um, because I knew I was prepared and I knew I was able to help other advisors be prepared, you know, uh, because we were running, you know, a, a process that was in the best interest of the client. We had a way to be, you know, compensated for the process we were taking them through. And we weren't as reliant on just uh, the commission, you know, that we would make or, or the assets under management fee on the back end. Can you kind of talk about the stages and adjustment and uh, sort of transforming yourself that you went through? I went right into the insurance industry. And so I was selling uh, home health care policies and Medicare supplements door to door. Uh, and these were not people that asked me to stop by, by the way. So that was uh, that was a painful period of my life. I was kind of like the school of hard knocks, but um, but I was definitely purely transactional. But then, you know, as I got in and, and it was I, I was taught originally a one appointment close. Like when you got in there, if you didn't sell them by the time you got out of that house, you basically you'd never talk to them again. As crazy as that sounds, I mean, that was that was just the way I was uh, uh, trained initially. But then all of a sudden, you know, when that when I was diagnosed with the heart condition and I kind of realized, you know, I was purely transactional. I, I didn't have a lot of reoccurring revenue. I didn't really have a business. It was me and a part time assistant working out of a storefront, you know, joining strategic coach and learning how to um, take a lot of the great things I was doing to get to the level of success, but then pull from all the other bright minds that I met in strategic coach, as well as top of the table of, uh, of how, to, how to be more of a financial planner. And that's when I got my investment license and I started to learn how to incorporate tax planning. And, and that's where the real unique process began to develop and unfold you know, was while I was in the strategic coach program. And uh, I remember the first time I tried to charge a planning fee 
And uh, it was before I had the process uh, named and documented out into steps, um, just like you taught us how to do. And it was before I had that, and I just kind of figured, okay, you know, I'm going to, I kind of winged it. And I asked somebody to pay $500 for me to take them through the process. And they looked at me, you know, because I was talking about everything I was going to do, you know, the steps I was going to take them through and the advice I was going to give them on their financial tax, insurance, Medicare, Social Security, recommend, you know, facilitate them with an attorney. And we call it holistic planning, how I was going to pull all those things together and give them good, solid advice in all those areas and and leadership there. And they, and I said $500 and they looked at me funny and then I kind of, you know, got squirmish and and I backed down. I said, but I could just go ahead and take you through and then I'll get paid by the financial institutions. And so afterward though, they didn't end up moving forward with me. I called them back on the phone. I got them on the phone and I'll never forget The guy said to me, you know, I said, what was the reason? Because you told me these things that you needed and I have a process I can take you through and help you accomplish your goals, eliminate your dangers and concerns. And he said, you know, Jason, he said, when you said $500, I just, it just, it was way too low. It didn't make sense to me. And that's probably why you saw me look at you weird. And then when I looked at you weird, you back down and then we're going to waive the $500. He's like, and unfortunately I just lost confidence in you at that moment. Yeah. And what I, a, yeah. What a great, what a great story. And you know, what you've just described is the biggest barrier um, that I find from, for, uh, you know, and I should say right here that we have 60 different industries in strategic coach. But in the early days, my main networking industry, how I would get all the other industries was the uh, financial services, but specifically the life insurance uh, agents, because my market is entrepreneurial business owners. But I tuned in very early that every great um, successful uh, business owner in any industry has a life insurance agent. And if I got to the top life insurance agents, I would get to all the top uh, other, uh, you know, the other entrepreneurs. But what you've just described that, I mean, that is such a beautiful story that you've told, Jason, because it's that um, lack of confidence in their own pitch that keeps most agents from uh, moving into getting paid for their wisdom. And the reason is, they don't think it's worth the price that they're quoting. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, the, just the confidence, though, once you actually have it documented, you know, once we have it in the stops like we have it today, and once we have, you know, we've, you know we provide training to financial advisors about what to do in every, each appointment, every step, all the questions, that, uh, that to ask in that first interview and questions are key to, to really get, they should be talking way more than you do. But it's just, you need that confidence. You need all those, I don't know, those tools, those props, if you will. And uh, once I had that, it was unbelievable how it took off of, of how much, you know, people are willing to pay for good, sound advice. And you made the point earlier of paying them like a CPA or an attorney. I mean, they really, they look at you different. They treat you different. 
They treat you with more respect and they follow the advice you give them more often when they're paying for the advice. And so it's, it's really just been a game changer. And, you know, Dan, I tell you, it's, you know, the, no doubt about it, the financial planning process and how we charge planning fees and, you know, how we deliverable, you know, uh, you know, everything to the client has been a, the hallmark or, you know, the bucket plan, but the, the, just the idea of running a process uh, driven business. I remember one of the workshops I was in that you were uh, coaching and you gave a statistic and I don't expect you to remember this exactly. Who knows? Maybe you will, but you were talking about a business valuation, uh, maybe somebody who was in your program and they were talking about the benefits of, having all the processes and systems in your business and having everything documented out, you know, what you, what we call unique methods. And so we literally have several hundred unique methods in my individual financial planning practice of how to do everything from opening up the office to the sales process, to, you know, the, the practice management, the operations, I mean, everything you could think of, there's, there's scripts, there's, you know, step-by-step -step checklist processes, systems. And I, I, you inspired me to do that. And one of the reasons was the valuation of your business, what it yeah. does to have everything documented out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting because uh, periodically over the years with our own company's strategic coach, I've, you know, there, I have in strategic coach entrepreneurs whose business is, um, you know, buying and selling businesses and they have very, very, uh, you know, solid metrics and how they determine the value of the company. Uh, and, you know, if you have a, a company that's based on, you know, physical plant and you've got physical products in the marketplace, you know, it's a little easier than a services business where essentially the products, uh, you know, I mean, in the, you know, financial services industry turned, uh, talks a lot about products, but essentially the products are actually ideas and they're actually agreements, which in today's age are actually digital. You know, it's a, it's a digital algorithm when you sell a life insurance policy. Well, it's not actually the piece of paper, you know, it's not the documentation. It's an algorithm that says if certain things happen, certain things get triggered and, you know, uh, you know, financial, uh, you know, resources are released or, uh, and that's the value of it. But it's very much more difficult for a services business um, to be evaluated. And mine is a pure service business because everything uh, we don't even have paper documents except the worksheets that people work on. So how do you evaluate this business? And so I began to see that it's what's going on in the backstage of your company that is really the key to the value. And I came up with a document everything that you do backstage to deliver a result inside. And I, I just talked to someone who is um, you know, he's uh, a real genius in the buying and selling of businesses. And I sat down with him and I hadn't talked to him for about 10 years about our particular business. And I described the whole backstage and how, you know, we have about 600 processes. I mean, just putting on workshops, uh, you know, we put on 500 workshop days a year 
uh, in eight different cities and three different countries. But in each workshop day, there's a hundred processes, uh, methods that are impacted for our overall process. And I told them that everybody is double trained. Everybody, every uh, method in the, uh, you know, the company, everybody learns their jobs by learning their methods and uh, the process that it contributes. And he and he says, well, how much debt do you have? And I said, well, no debt. We've never had any debt. We've always financed out of cash flow. And, uh, you know, and he knows the brand. He knows what it is out there. And he said, I can see someone uh, paying you 10 times profits for uh, for your company right now, you know. And, you know, so we're, we're very profitable right now. So I could take a number. He said, I mean, it's all negotiation. But he said uh, low of five times and I have 10 times and, uh, you know, you know, I mean, you're ultimately your company's worth so, uh, what somebody will pay you for it. But uh, uh, what you've done is that you've given every financial advisor the basis for having a company that's worth something, um, you know, and that's not true. You know, when I first encountered uh, life insurance agents and other financial advisors you know you could make a lot of money while you're active but there was nothing to sell if you decided to leave you know you could sell your client base but the uh, it's very iffy whether that's a value um, that another advisor taking over somebody's account whether it'll stick or not yeah, I mean, Dan, I, I uh, went through valuations uh, recently, hired uh, actually uh, three different um, companies that we had do valuations to get an average of, you know, the, my individual financial planning practice, as well as uh, the other um, companies that we've started since I joined Strategic Coach, the, you know, process development training and mentoring company, as well as the RIA and the insurance wholesaler. But um, that was one of the things that they reiterated was, the, you know, the value of having everything documented out. And I look at my individual financial planning business since I joined Strategic Coach. I've literally tw over 20 times. I know you have a 10 times. I'm in your 10 times group, but actually 20 times. I took over 20 times my net worth and I over 20 times my uh, the 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 gross revenue or the income, you know, that I'm producing. Yeah. And so, I mean, just incredible. Okay, Jason, you've gone too far. Uh, 10 times should be enough. <laughs> I, I just want to complete the British story. And, uh, you know, and uh, this was uh, probably the thought when I first told you about it, it was disturbing to you. And I could just see commissions coming down in the life insurance industry. I mean, when I started in the 1970s, people were being paid um, 150%. You know, I, I had agents that had a contract that, you know, if um, uh, they're, um, you know, uh, they, they were getting paid 150% of the premium uh, as their commission. And it was mostly upfront. You know, and uh, and now if they're getting, I don't know what the commission rates are across the states now. If they're getting 20%, you know, uh, they're probably doing really well. And this happened in Australia, New Zealand. You know, I mean, financial services as we know it um, in the 21st century, um, 
primarily developed over a couple of centuries in essentially the English-speaking countries, and there were four of them. And it was the UK, which would, you know, and also Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, uh, United States, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. And for the longest time, when you went to MDRT, when they talked about foreign countries, it was primarily people from those five countries. And then, uh, you know, in the latter part of the uh, uh, of the 1900s, uh, of course, you got a, a lot of movement, but I would still say that it was primarily an English speaking thing. And it has to do that in the English speaking world, which, you know, are democratic and, um, you know, a lot of responsibility is put on the individual person to actually make their own way in life. And the government is not going to be holding their hand, you know, and, you know, there's, but that would still be true in today's world, and especially in the United States. You know, the United States is the country that allows its citizens to fail and learn something from their failure. But a whole, you know, industry of, of advisors and consultants and life insurance is one of the biggest ones that has helped individuals plan out their lives. So I was telling the British clients, I said, here's what's going to happen. One of these years, the regulatory regime in the UK, backed up by the government, is going to say, we're going to cut off all fees and all commissions for financial advisors. You will, it won't be, uh, they'll tell the companies, you can no longer pay a salesperson a fee or a commission for any product that's sold. And they said, that'll never happen. And I said, maybe it's i said i think it will happen it's only a matter of time because you're already down the down the road and my feeling is let's just say it is going to happen and you're going to create an alternative way of having a very very profitable very productive and very enjoyable life as a dispenser of wisdom and knowledge to the you know the client or customer that you most like working with. I said, why don't you just start operating on that? And then if it doesn't happen, then you'll get paid twice or you'll get paid three times. And it happened on January 1st, 2013. No, no fees or commissions. And the only people left standing uh, in the UK among the independents, you know, where they're, they're really, really independents are the people who came out of strategic coach. And now they've been buying up other business like crazy and they're they're buying it on, you know, if if the currency was a dollar, they're buying up other businesses for their client base at, you know, 10 cents on the dollar, certainly never more than 20% on the dollar. And, uh, you know, it's the pound there, but uh, just an equivalent currency. And they're getting really big. I mean, I have one who started off with six people adopted all the unique process thing he's now got a hundred person firm and um um they're making money uh, you know hand over fist and uh, because he's got all these methods and processes in place he's got a huge man uh, you know amount of money uh, investment money under management and um and you know and they say well how does he get paid for his investments and he says he has a discussion in a planning process with his clients or customers. And he says, and I'm going to charge you, this is going to be a process where I see you every quarter 
and it's it's going to be 25,000 pounds for the thinking process and then if you have managements I'm going to charge you a management fee and I'm going to charge you you know I'm going to I'm going to charge you uh, you know up to uh, depending on the amount of money it'll be 1% or maybe it'll be half percent of management and the person said well he's getting paid a fee and I said no but the customer is paying him the fee it's not a financial services company that's paying him so the third party you know the whole financial services has always been based on the third party pay you create a tremendous service for your customer and the customer pays a company and then the company pays for you by eliminating the fees and the uh, you know the uh, the fees and the commissions it's gone back to civil law it's not regulatory law anymore it's just that you know you have a one-to-one -one relationship with the customer and your wisdom is worth so much money and then there's an implementation fee which is essentially what a fee or a commission is it's for implementing something so um, but they, it's only the people who had the confidence to get past the first five hundred five hundred dollars like your story where they got really nervous am i actually worth five hundred dollars just for talking to the person yeah it's um i mean it's you know the the commissions have we've definitely seen especially more in the annuity side of things we've seen yeah. some serious compression the life insurance hasn't been as much but you're definitely seeing it on the investments the assets under management oh, yeah. decompression there is a serious concern in light of a lot of the the fiduciary rule the department of labor i mean it's i'm just so grateful because you know when i first you know, kind of started on this journey when I joined Strategic Coach and knew I needed to build a, a more process-driven business. I mean, with multiple revenue streams, we now have a tax practice that has all the, you know, a neat, unique process built around that with all the unique methods. And that's a self, you know, uh, you know, producing income stream. We have the planning fees and the on, and go, ongoing uh, annual update fees. That's another revenue stream. We have the assets under management of the investments. That's a completely separate revenue stream. We have the trails off all the annuity business, which is another separate revenue stream. We have the renewals off the Medicare and the life insurance. Um, and those are separate revenue streams. So we're not as dependent, you know, or not dependent on upfront commissions like we used to be, you know, because of all the processes and, you know, and, independent lines of revenue we were able to develop so i want to add i want to go further with your five your very famous first date <laughs> uh, where you got rejected and you got rejected because you didn't have confidence you stuck yeah. with it. you stuck with it so what was your thinking when you when he told you you know you you just didn't seem you didn't seem soldier so he, he didn't buy from you because you weren't buying from you. When did you cross over to where you sold yourself on this and then the other person was sold on it? Yeah, it was, um, you know, it really was not, I needed that. I needed that conversation from that client. I mean, that actually gave me so much confidence because I knew that I was on the right track. What I said to him um, made sense and he was going to be willing to pay much more and actually that conversation even though I didn't I lost that opportunity I learned so much from it 
And then it also gave me the confidence to continue to move forward in the development of the deliverable and in, in how I would explain the, the planning process through the steps we were going to take the client through. But I mean, it was very soon right after that, it was like the light bulb came on that this I'm going in the right direction and there's no way I can provide the level of service that the client deserves. I mean, you know, what we really believe in is holistic planning. You know, too, yeah. too many people are transactional in this business, financial services. They're selling products and services. I mean, they're selling stocks and bonds and mutual funds. They're selling life insurance and annuities. They're selling tax returns, tax services. They're selling trust, wills, power of attorney documents, et cetera. And, but they're not, no one's bringing it together into what we call holistic planning. And in order to do that, you got to get you got to get paid, you know, to do yeah. that independently yeah. of the process. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, just a couple of things I'd like to uh, say. You know, we're getting close to wrap up here, uh, but um, one of the things I did, um, um, you know, to get this across to my, uh, you know, financial advisors, but actually to all the businesses because all the businesses are going in this direction because they have every other business has products too that's getting commoditized in other words um, you know the profit margins that you can make on the sale of anything is coming down and you know amazon is kind of like the big force in the world now that's uh, you know decommoditizing virtually every other product and service but I'd say take a sheet of paper and break it into three columns. And at the top of the first column, put down products. The uh, second column, put down uh, the um, uh, services. And the third column, put down experiences. And, um, and I say, now write down all the products you get paid for. Write down all the services you get paid for. And I says, before you put anything in the experience col column, um, what I want you to do is just jot down the five best client relationships you've ever had, okay? And then write the names of the five people under the experiences column and ask yourself um, why those customers are with you or the clients are with you and why you think they're such great people uh, how many of them is because of the products you sold them? It came out zero. How many of you is because of the services that come with the products? It came out zero. And how many of them are with you because they have a certain kind of thinking process that you're with, uh, that, that they have when they're with you that they can't have with anyone else? You have a way of asking them questions, you have a way of documenting their answers, you have a way of taking all that information and putting it into a game plan. And, um, you know, and, uh, you know, all of them said absolutely it's because of the relationship and the experience. And I says, so which columns do you get paid for? And they only got paid for the first two columns, but the thing that was actually crucial to the relationship was the experience column and they got paid nothing for it. And I said, so right now you're giving away for free the thing they value most and you're charging for the thing, uh, for the thing that they don't value very much because, you know, I'm very well insured, you know, as you can imagine, Jason, with, uh, you know, the abundance of advisors that I have, 
and I'm very knowledgeable, but I can't tell you what my life insurance policy is. I can't tell you half of the details of a lot of the other financial instruments I have, but I know the phone number of the person who sold it to me, and I remember the planning that we went through. And, uh, you know, and we've got some issues, Babs and I, uh, because we have a big company, but we don't have any children. So we've got some fairly interesting type of, um, you know, um, uh, succession issues that uh, we've had to work out and we're in three different countries. And, you know, Babs and I, uh, you know, are citizens of two countries and, you know, we're under different tax regimes and everything. And it takes a lot, pretty sophisticated uh, problem solving and putting together a puzzle to actually get that. And, you know, that's all in wisdom and that we're, that we're actually paying for. And so that's the big thing is that I said, uh, you know, could you see yourself where you're only charging for the experience and you could give the other two columns away for free? I said, you know, it's tough to compete with free in the transaction <laughs> transaction world. <laughs> it's very, very hard to you can you can you can get underpriced, but you can't underprice somebody who's giving it away for free. I'm saying I'm I, I'm not saying you're going to do that, but if you had to, which the British clients really had to do, uh, I said, you know, they're making money hand over foot because they're selling the, they're selling the, you know, they're selling the thing that's appreciated most. But the other thing is, you can sell that for a lifetime, not just for a transaction. So that was the, uh, uh, you know, that was my real insight there. And um, you know, and of course, this is what we do in Strategic Coach. I have 40. 40 people right now who have been consistent with with me for more than 25 years and I see them every quarter and uh, it's uh, it's such a pleasure to have this longevity in terms of relationship and um, and uh, you know Dan, and how how could uh, people learn a little bit more about strategic coach yeah yeah we have a great uh, introductory website with a lot of testimonials and uh, you know, and uh, you know where we do interviews with our our clientele, and um, you know I I have, uh, but the best place is just go to the website. It's uh, you know www.strategiccoach.com, and um, there's a lot of you know different things you can investigate. We have lots of books, we have podcasts, we have audios, videos, and everything like that, and then. Uh, you know, if you're really interested, you know, just indicate that you would like to be contacted. And then, you know, we have a whole introductory process of, you know, it's just, you know, kind of seeing why this would be of interest to you, where you're going. And I have to tell you, you have to have a bigger future than you're enjoying right now uh, for this to really be a useful, uh, you know, a useful investment. And I think it's an investment. It's not really a cost. And the investment isn't really in strategic coach. We have a process so that you can maximize your investment in yourself. That's that's really what we're selling, you know. And, um, that's and awesome. I guess you're talking to me because uh, uh, that's proven true for you. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. And uh, also, anybody wants to hear uh, learn more about Clarity to Prosperity with the number two. Um, uh, that's the website as well, clarity2prosperity.com. 
And so we'll also send out a white paper we wrote on 21 of the unique processes we've developed uh, for financial advisors uh, to uh, run a more process-driven business, including the bucket plan, which is uh, exciting, was recently Amazon bestseller. And uh, so we're getting a lot of good press on that. Um, but thank you so much for uh, joining us, Dan. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. Bye-bye. The Take Action podcast series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com.